sad because you you want to belong but you don't really belong even when i went back from argentina when i i was like almost 11 years old when i went back to nigeria nigeria from argentina i felt different i was nigerian but i was still different i wasn't as far as they were concerned i wasn't fully nigerian From somewhere around the world, welcome to the Black Women Travel Podcast. Hi, my name is Wanda Duncan, and I'm so glad you're joining me as we explore the paths of Black women who've made travel a large part of their lives. Welcome to the show. So thank you so much for making time for us today on the Black Women Travel Podcast. Can you please tell us your name, where you're from, your current location, and the name of your business? Yes. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. My name is Vivian, Vivian Okafor. I am from Nigeria. And my current location, I live in the U.S. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And um, my the name of my business is called The VO Guide. Um, so it's currently a travel blog, um, trying to, you know, build the brand up to, to something a little bit more. Yes. What's your vision for it? What's the little bit more? Uh, so it first started as just, um, I actually just launched in August and it started more as just like a platform to share tips, resources, and travel guides for millennial travelers or new travelers actually. And it was really born out of all the stress I, you know, used to take on when I first started traveling and find, you know, trying to put all these resources together. So I'm hoping to build it out more into I don't like using the word travel agency, but I guess it's not really a bad thing, but building it out into a travel agency where I have different packages, creating itineraries for people, creating experiences. And really my tagline is like making travel planning easier. Um, so kind of be your one-stop shop for traveling. So you just started this in August. What were you doing before? What was I doing before? So I actually have a full-time job. <laughs> so this is actually like my side gig. Um, so I've been working. I've been in the public health space for about 20, 16, about three years. That's when I graduated my public health degree and I've been working as a project manager um, at a clinic here. Um, at, it's called University of Pennsylvania, Penn Medicine. It's an institution here. I've been working out of there for the past three years um, and just doing that. And I'm still working, right, as a nine to five, um, but I've been traveling since... Since I was a kid, but traveling on my own since 2013. Um, and let's just say that the self-doubt was huge in order to start this blog. But I kind of told myself 2019 was the year to like, we're going to push this out. We're going to we're going to get this done because this is so a passion of yours. And you're going to, you know, someone out there needs it, you know, even if it's one person. Yeah. So you had like this whole dialogue in your head about, Oh, it's oversaturated. Everybody's doing travel <laughs> blog. Like, what is that? What yes. you're doing? Why did yes, you do that? I, Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> to be honest, I mean, the the quickest answer is I don't know. But 
I, I, I had so much of it. I, I remember traveling, I think it was like Thailand, my boyfriend and I travel with my boyfriend, right? Uh, we're like, I try and say like, we're the perfect travel couple, travel partner. And I know so many people say that, but I'm the planner and he's a photographer and a videographer, right? So he takes all the videos, he takes all the pictures. I plan our itineraries to a T. And I remember, I think it was sometime we went to Thailand um, or something caught me. Like, I was just like, you know what? Like, I wish people would know this. People are always telling me like, you travel so much. Like, you know, how do I travel like you? Or like, how do I find this flight? How do I find this deal? And I was like, I wish there was a way like I could share. And he was like, babe, why don't you start a travel blog? I'm like, I don't know if anybody wants to listen to me. I just like literally started like, I don't know if anybody wants to listen to me. I was like, besides there's so many travel blogs, like so many things. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but self doubt and like imposter syndrome, like you're not good enough to have your voice be heard. Um, so that, that was what I was doing to myself. And I kind of like 2019, 2018 was really like the year where I was just like, okay, you need, you need to start putting all your ducks in a row. Um, in 2019, I was like, you know, I'm going after everything that I want to do. Um, and the first thing was like, you know what, you're going to launch this blog. There was still a lot of self-doubt from like earlier on trying to figure out branding, colors. Oh my God, there's so much to do. Um, and then finally just clicking. I had a dinner with a friend. She was like, just start. She was like, whatever you have on there, just start. Just click publish. And I did the next day. And um, that's where we've been now. We're just kind of like going with the flow. So your family, um, I was reading and you said that travel was not a passion of yours since it had mm -hmm. been a way of life for you since you were young. Yeah. So your parents had you zipping all around. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know this about me. And that's, an, I guess it's another thing about blogging is you're kind of putting yourself out there and be like, oh, how, how did you come about travel? So I literally... Um, I was born here in the U.S., but my parents were living in the Netherlands, right? So my mom was in school. She gave birth to me here. Then I, you know, zipped back off when she was done with her master's back to the Netherlands. And we had been traveling. So literally my first flight was at like three, four months. Um, so I've been traveling a lot. My, my dad is, or was a diplomat. He's now retired. So we were traveling from country to country. You know, I, I lived in Argentina. We lived there for six years. I never, I really only lived in Nigeria for about six, seven years of my life. But I say I'm Nigerian because those were the, like, the most formative years of my life, right? The like main years of development. Um, but yeah, I was always used to being around other people. I was also always used to being, uh, and this is kind of recollecting memories in Argentina, like one of the only black families in my school, right? In elementary school, I didn't think it was strange because there were all different people. Like there were South Africans, there were eight, you know, Korean, Koreans, Japanese, there were Americans, you know, people from the United Kingdom. So it just never felt different to be like within a space where like, I just, I've always been exposed to like international people. Like it's always been, like I said, a way of life um, since I was younger. So, yeah. Sometimes I think it is difficult to understand uh, objectively. So it's just like, yeah. I mean, doesn't everybody live in other countries? Like, didn't everybody else grow exactly. up? <laughs> exactly. And you don't realize, exactly, like, no, though. no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they don't. It's exactly. You can think about it like, oh, my God, doesn't everybody, like, everybody's living in a different country. Like, everybody technically, you know, they're in their own space, but a lot of people don't understand and they don't get that 
that introduction at an early age, being around people that are different from them, people that have different cultures, you know, to speak differently, who have different um, uh, mannerisms. One of the biggest things I learned in the beginning, we were in Argentina, we, I had um, a teacher, she was actually here uh, from, from the United States. And, but one of the things about greeting people when you're in a Spanish speaking country was you kiss on both cheeks, like, right? Like the cheek to cheek. Um, um, kiss. And we always did that, right? It was just like a way to like greet your teacher in the morning or like greet your parents or like greet, you know, and not an aunt and uncle. Like I feel like Nigerians call aunts and uncles to everyone that they, they meet, but you know, to <laughs> someone that you're meeting, seriously, every Nigerian mm-hmm. will tell you. Um, but that was a way of life. And I remember coming back to Nigeria and I, I didn't try it, but that was the first thing. Trust me. No, I didn't try it. Well, that was one of the first things my mom like pulled us to the side. She's like, <laughs> what you guys, <laughs> what y'all were doing in Argentina? You cannot be kissing people on the cheeks. Right. Uh-huh. But my sisters and I would do it when we would see each other in school. Uh-huh. Right. We're like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? Kiss each other on the cheek. And that was it. Um, but people like thought it was like, what are, what are these people doing? Like, you know, like what, but that was just because we had been exposed to a different culture when we were younger and people just didn't understand. Like this was something we had learned, you know, other than the fact that knowing a different language, that was another thing that we were like, oh, like, what do they think? Like they haven't, do you know a different language? So yeah, it was, it's exciting. Honestly, thinking back on it, it's been, it was an exciting experience. And I think honestly, that was where my, like my travel blog, like, like grew. It, it, as I said, like it wasn't a passion that grew out of like, I want to see the world. Like, I mean, I guess it grew out of like, oh, I, I'd been seeing the world. I want to see more, right? Or I want to actually learn more about like that South African friend that I used to know, right? Or that Korean friend, that Japanese friend. I really want to know more. And that's, that's kind of where I grew out from. And um, just to backtrack real quick, mm-hmm. I was like, why did you do that to yourself when you were telling yourself that whatever you were yeah. saying? But it's called self sabotage, and like everybody does that. So yeah, yes. <laughs> that's yes. what it, that's that's what that is. Yeah, when you try to stop yourself from doing the thing that you want to do because what you want to do, you're afraid. Essentially, of so, many, so so many reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But when Definitely. you launched, Miss Vivian, <laughs> when you came out <laughs> in the world, though, I mean, your site is clean. You have your colors. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it, go ahead. I was just going to say, I could clearly see that it was very well thought out. It seemed like you had been sitting on this for a while. So when Ooh. when you took your gloves off, like they came all the way off, like you had to take yes. Vaseline and those earrings off and like you weren't playing with any of us. So the was way it? your site is set up, I see uh, you have your country city guides um, so you have your pre-travel. Okay. So this is how she thinks y'all. <laughs> She's like, yes, before you yes. leave, this before is you leave, this is what you need to know. Right. We talk. And then you. when you get there, yes, these are the things you should do day to day. If then, you want to follow this itinerary. Right. And, and it's short trips. So it's not like, Oh, mm-hmm. these are all the things you could possibly do in this country, which might logistically take forever to do. You give them. Exactly. Exactly. I um, I <laughs> and just a little, just a little point because I said that I always like to explain to people, and I use, um, for example, Japan as as an example. When you go to the city of Kyoto, 
right? Logistically, you can't see everything, right? Because you can't see everything in one day because some things are on the north side and some things are on the east side. So you have to plan out where you want to go on the north side, right? Finish all of that in a day because it could take a whole day. And then the next day, use your time and go towards the east side. Um, so that's what I tell people like... Uh, there's so much to travel and so many people don't know that. Right. And a lot of what I saw on blogs were partly pretty pictures, no information. But then if I did see information, it was like, Oh, do all these things here. But there was no like, and, and I guess, like I said, I'm a planner. Right. And I like to know, okay, fine. Can I go here? How far is this place from here? Like, and I, I need to, I like to plan out my day. So this is really for somebody who's coming here. It's like, I have no idea what I'm going to do in Japan or what I'm going to see. Or I have one day, let me pick whether I want to go to the north side or the east side, right? Um, and get it done. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of like how my brain works. And that's kind of like I put it. I was like, someone, someone else who, who's going to benefit from this is, is going to like it. You know, it's not for everyone, right? But someone is going to benefit from this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you also talk about finances and you also talk about like travel apps that will help them in the place where they're going. Yes. So mm -hmm. go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I think it's, um, so the finances, I, I talked more on like my Instagram feed and it's honestly talking about finances is very, I'm trying to find the word. Like it's, it's very broad. And then like trying to, I'm actually working on a blog post like that has like, multiple part series, probably two or three part series that goes through like how to like budget for travel to then saving to then executing and what to go on. Because you can also talk about finances and you can also talk about like using points to travel, right? Because that's something I do as well. I don't only use my, you know, my income from my nine to five. I also have points that I get exactly that I also have points from my credit card. Um, and those are things I feel like people are not usually exposed to. I mean, there's people like the points guy for travel that talk about points travel, but I think breaking it down for like the everyday traveler who doesn't want to scour the internet, it's really broad. So I am coming up with like a three part series, most likely would probably be in November detailing like how to budget, especially as people planning to, to starting to plan travels for 2020. So that's a big one. Like how to save ways to save too. Um, and apps are important. Like these are apps that I didn't even have, um, you know, when I first started traveling or like a lot of people didn't really know about. Um, so there's so many things I tell people the biggest, like the biggest app you need to have on your phone when you travel, Google maps, like Google maps will get you from point A to point B. Like you wouldn't even need to ask for directions. Hey, talk to the locals, but you wouldn't need to ask for the directions as long as you have, obviously you have good internet service. That's a big one. Um, no working but also, phone. Um, but also with Google, Google Maps, by the way, uh, what you could do is you actually don't need internet um, to use it when you're yes, actually exactly. traveling because you can download mm -hmm. um, you can download it offline. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's another big one too. Um, so it's like a lot of people don't know this information. Um, and I think another thing that I guess, I guess, or I guess we're taking it back to this self-sabotage, but I think one of the other thoughts that would go through my mind is like, well, who doesn't know this? Right. I mean, I figured it out. Like who, who wouldn't be able to figure it out? Like why, you know, why is it that like, not like, why is it that I have to tell people, but like, what would me telling people change it? Like, what if they already know? Like, why would I even like bother to put that information out there? But you would be surprised how many people are like, 
oh, I didn't know that. And you're like, oh, wait, really? <laughs> and then you're like, wait, okay, this, this is why I'm sharing this for that one person. It doesn't have to be a million people, right? For that one person that didn't know this information about this particular place or this particular app um, or particular finance, like, you know, finances to travel. So, yeah. And there's a, a component, um, I think you're possibly still building out, but just let me know, but there's a community. Yeah. So it seems like mm-hmm. you want to source pieces from other people, other travelers who've been there or other yes. locals who live there. Yes. So I'm still trying to flesh it out to see, like, is it going to be... Um, so the idea I had was to bring pieces, like articles of different types of travelers. So whether it's the person who is a male and travels solo, but likes to go like off the beaten paths, like for specific countries and he can share like his, you know, an article on his favorite country. I actually have a friend who, you know, comes to mind when I think of that. Um, Or whether it's a friend that was like, you know, travel encouraged me to leave the country and move somewhere else. Like that's another, um, I have another friend who I'm like considering interviewing. So I'm still, Fleshing it out again, like I, when I think about it, you know, one thing I tell people, like when I think about this blog, I think of it like a lifetime thing. It's not something I have to churn out articles right now. Like I don't have to churn out like a hundred articles right now. Like, yeah, there has to be a consistency and a timeline and a schedule for posting, but um, eventually I will get towards that stage. And again, one thing people always tell me, one, one advice that I got from people when they were just like, just start, they're like, where you are, like where you are now is not where you're going to be next year, right? You're going to have so many ideas come next year and so many ideas come three years later that you'd be surprised at like how, like how creative you are and like how much your, like your mind has been working. So still fleshing it out. Um, but yeah, <laughs> sharing stories essentially. It does That's take. Mm-hmm. It does take a lot of grace for us to give ourselves the space to do that. <laughs> yes. Because uh, yes. a lot of times it, it seems like people want things like figured out. For the most part, mm-hmm. like oh, this needs to be like totally flushed out. What's your business plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. In reality, like that's just not how it works. Exactly. Uh, That's how our brains work. Mm -mm. Exactly. You have to put it out there, see how people interact with it, see how you want to interact with it, see if it's what you thought it would be. Exactly. Because sometimes it's like, oh, this isn't what I want. (laughs) This is exactly exactly so much work. That's true. (laughs) Exactly. So much truth to that. Mm -hmm. So much truth to that. Um, And there's so many things I'm learning. um, You know, where I'm like, oh, maybe I actually don't want to do that. Um, you know, um, I was talking cause part of this blog and part of the things I said I was going to do with this blog and my brand and this created into a business was investing in people who were already kind of up there, you know, not even kind of like who were already up there. Right. And had courses. And one of those people was, um, glow graphics, Gloria, uh, Gloria yeah. Atomo. And I, invested in her course and I'm currently taking her course and I had a one-on-one with her sometime last week and you know she was just kind of going through my blog and she was asking me the same questions and she was just like um 
it's, and I was relaying to her, I can't remember what I was relaying to her, relaying to her some experience, like, but in like my personal life, like how, like I thought it was going to be one thing, but it's another. And she was just like, look, that's growth right there for you to realize like that, oh, this is actually isn't for me. Um, eventually you like, th- that's, that's, that's growth in itself for you to actually be able to tell yourself like, Hey, I actually don't like a part of this. I like this other part of this. Like, she's like, that's how you weed out what you're good at and, and how you start planning for where you want to be is being able to be truthful to yourself to say, I want parts of this, but I don't want all of this. And I want to go in this direction, not that direction. So, um, but that's, that's, it's the truth. It's the ultimate truth. That's really, really helpful, you know, because then you get to be good at what it is that you're really good at. Like you talk about being a a planner and being able to get into the weeds of the details of sharing with people how they could maximize. A lot of times, like folks don't get a lot of time off, so but they can maximize Mm -hmm. the time that they spend in a country and you're able to help them do that because you're not distracted by, you know, trying to be a great designer or. (laughs) Exactly. Um, exactly whatever else you could because there's literally a trillion things you could spend your time doing when it comes to um when it comes to a blog or a brand exactly so a brand Mm -hmm. i wanted to ask you about what it has been like because it seems like you're beyond a third culture kid being born somewhere (laughs) being raised partially here being raised partially here it sounds like you're very grounded. It doesn't sound like shifting from place to place, from culture to culture, mm-hmm. um, puts you inside yourself in a in a compromised place. What What was your experience mm-hmm. like with that growing up? I mean, I would say growing up, moving from country, like country to country, and this is like earlier memories. Like every three to five years was hard. I mean, that is the one thing that my sisters and I uh, really talk about a lot, and we've had lots of conversations. One thing I, f- I realized early on, I do, and I realized it actually when I finally settled in the U.S., and I was like, I'm not not moving anywhere else again for like the next 10 years. But <laughs> one thing I settled, one thing I realized was growing, like moving from country, and specifically I, I found this when I when we moved from Argentina back to Nigeria was that break in um, friendships, not being able to cultivate long-term friendships. And then even within Nigeria, I spent like three years in, in, in like a, they call it like a day school because it's day school and it's boarding school. Three years in, I think it was, no, I think two years in day school. So going from home and then three years in boarding school, um, and then before coming back here. So it was just very hard. I found that I don't keep long friendships. Like it's hard for me to take the time to trust someone and to cultivate long friendships because I feel like I'm going to leave. And, and that was something that was very ingrained in me since I was younger. So I would have very surface level friendships because I didn't want to, I don't want to be hurt. I remember the day before we traveled back from Argentina to Nigeria, I was bawling my eyes out, crying because I didn't want to leave my friends. I made so many, I met so many great people. I had such great friends and like my 
my parents were like, okay, it's time to move back. Like daddy's post is done. Like we have to move back home. Um, and that was a significant moment where I, I think I realized like, like I'm not, I'm not going to get close to anyone anymore. So it's really been a work in progress to be honest. Like, yes, being like a beyond third culture kid and being, having been exposed to so many different people from all walks of life since I was young, um, is amazing. But there's also the flip side that people don't like to talk about. Um, but which I always share with people when they want to know is like, there are some difficulties with you know, your life shifting from one place to another. There, there are no, there are no roots, right? Um, and that's where, like, I formed my own roots in Nigeria. So I, but I, I, one thing I would still say, it's like, I still have friends here and there, like, from, like, Argentina and then from Nigeria. I'm like, okay, these are my close friends. Um, and I started working, especially when I came here to the U.S., I started working on really building and cultivating friendships. And I have a very close you know, close knit group of friends, like people that I know, like I can trust and it doesn't matter where I am in the world. Like we will always stay in contact. And I think that, that, that is in a way like how it's affected me and how like just how life has been just having the kind of life I've lived. Yeah. Do you think that you've been able to create the consistency or sense of security for yourself to help you be able to you know grow yeah yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) yes and I think that was the thing where um I mean being a U.S. citizen my parents were like okay fine you're gonna come to the U.S. for school and then I left Nigeria and came to the U.S. for school and I think making that decision that like hey I'm gonna stay in the U.S. like I want the U.S. to be like quote unquote, like my home. I mean, like Nigeria is still my home and I still have friends and family back home, but being able to create those roots and like, this is, this is going to be my home. This is where I want to be settled has enabled me to be able to create those friendships and exactly like create those roots and branch out. But then again, you also have to think about like having a nine to five and, you know, being a job millennials are really, we we like to look for different experiences in different places. So mm-hmm. I still have that wonder loss. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, like what would it be like to like live in London for a year, and work, <laughs> right? Seriously, I have that. Or like, oh, go back home to Nigeria and work for like three years. I have those thoughts. So it's still mm-hmm. in me to want to uproot myself and move. And that's one of the biggest things is like, I can uproot myself and move. But like, I've been in Philly since 2014, um, and like I've just like I've I've had friendships. I you know I run I, I I run marathons. So like I have a running club, great friendships from that. Right. I you know did my MPH here. So like I have a ton of friends from that. So it's like being able to stay grounded here and create roots. Like I've been able to do that by just telling myself, okay, fine, you're going to stay in the U.S. at least for ten years and grow these roots and you know c- you know cultivate these friendships to give myself like like you said that sense of like security and stability because like. When you don't have that, it could be nerve-wracking, right? And very anxiety-driven, so. Mm -hmm. But also, like, uh, it's like anything. You had an idea that Mm -hmm. that's what you wanted, but maybe that's not what you really want. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Like, you do want the friends, but you also want the freedom. (laughs) Exactly. I also want the freedom to approve myself, yes. Mm. No, but that is true. Like, But that's the thing, I, I guess, like, it never really stops. Like, I feel like, 
people don't realize it, but a lot of the things in your past really, uh, um, they really determine where you, yeah, exactly. Thank you. They really shape the person that you are and how you think and, and how you process things. Like they really do shape who you are. And, and thinking back when I'm making decisions about like, oh, I want to stay, you know, oh, you know, I'm just going to get this work job in New York. I'm going to move to the West coast. I'm going to move to ATL for this job. Um, or you know what? I want to spend a year and live in Madrid. The new thing that has been coming to me is like, I really want to go to Madrid, mm-hmm. but I'm not thinking of it at like a trip. I'm thinking of it more long term. I'm mm-hmm. talking to my but my reference is looking at me like, girl, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. But it's 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 that it's that desire to want to be somewhere else. I feel like I've been in, in one place for too long, right? Yeah. A desire to want to uproot and go somewhere else. Um, and that's really from when I grew up. Like I was never yeah. in one place for too long. And, and being in Philly for five years, I'm reaching my max, right? Three to five years, that's when it is. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's what it is. That's, 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 that's really what it is. Like, maybe that's not what I really want. Maybe I do want something else. Yeah. We'll see in a year. We'll see in a year. What I, I end know, up doing. Yeah. Watch it. See how it goes. Yes. <laughs> you learn from everything. You learn you from do. everything. You can. Yes. You, you can. The perspective. The potential, <laughs> the potential is there. Everybody don't, but you certainly True. Can. Yes. <laughs> um, I really like that. I really like the <laughs> awareness that you have around the whole process. So, thank so you, thank you. Yes. Also, I was wondering about how you you say you identify as Nigerian because those are your formative mm-hmm. years. So, yes. Um, is that like culturally? You culturally identify? Yes. Yes. So, so you so, ride. So you ride for Nigerian Jollof, like you, girl. Will fight. This is not about to be. Mm, I'm about to fight. <laughs> I, I, I will go to battle. I will go to war because our Jollof is like no other. Like I will still give it though. You know, still. I, I'm. I don't want to put myself in trouble. You know, with Korean friends putting this all out in the air. So, but right. anybody want to ask any questions, you know, DM me, email me. I'll, I'll give you my response. But yeah, I ride, <laughs> ride for Nigerians <laughs> all day, every day, all day, so, every day. So, so what's your what's it like for you in America? Then, like, has it been important for you to have Nigerian ness around you? Yes, yes, yes. I think this is something a friend of mine were discussing a few months ago, but it really is. It really is. And just to give you a little, a little reason why. So I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a marathoner, right? So I run marathons and part of being not physically fit is you need to make sure that your nutrition is on point. Mm-hmm. And I remember meeting with a nutritionist this year we were talking and she was like, what is the one thing that you must have? Like, what is the one meal you must have. I was like, rice. And specifically jollof rice. And she looks at me like, what is that? Right? Like, and I was like, was like, well, let's let's get on Google. Right, right. So right. I showed her, we went on YouTube, I was like, this is it. She was like, oh, okay. I was like, it's still carbs, right? I need carbs as a runner. But the, that, that's why it's so important to me. I was like, even in my meals, like plantain, jollof rice, like swallow, like, you know, all the different meals, like I still have it. It just gives me a sense of home. Um, and even with friends, just the way you can relate with your, with your friends, like even 
outside of your Nigerian friends, but your African friends, just the way you can relate with them, some certain things that you say and how you say it, that makes you still feel that sense of, um, that home. Um, so it's, it's, it's very important to me. And I didn't realize how important it was too, because, um, dating a Nigerian guy too, right. That it's important because there's a level of like connection that you have. And there's just a way things are just, you understand certain things. I'm not saying it's, you know, absolutely perfect. No relationship is perfect, but just a level of, of understanding and, 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 and like communal understanding when you're both not even, we're not even from the same like traditionally like same culture, right. but we are from the same country. And that alone just brings a sense of like, just a sense of home. Like you're feeling at home. Again, brings that sense of like security. You're not losing yourself in a different country you still have like it's you're there's still home in you and like in a different home right and so i also want to ask so you spent um part of your childhood there and mm-hmm. live in america so yes. when you go back to nigeria how are you received because mm-hmm. you have that <laughs> accent you have uh, a different yes. experience that a lot of people although yes. I will say that uh if I do see someone from the continent yeah they tend to be from Nigeria yeah or South Africa yes yes um yeah. I, I'm assuming because of access like they just they have the funds to be able to do that or create the funds yeah. to, be able to do that more yeah. so than the, other more exactly mm-hmm. but but even with that what what's it like for you going back so, <laughs> as an adult? So that's oh wow. Um, this is I love these questions because it just these are things that I've always discussed with people. But um, just like you said, when you meet somebody right from the continent, from the African continent, they're usually like South Africans or they're Nigerians, right? Um, and yes, they do have that access, and some right, not most, because the country does have you know their poverty is real in Nigeria, but some not most have the funds to be able to travel outside the country. But I will point out that being a Nigerian who can travel outside the country and being a Nigerian who lives outside the country are very different. They see you very differently. Um, I remember I've been going back home. So since I left Nigeria in 2010 for school for undergrad, I didn't go back until 2014. Now, it was a huge culture shock for me, but then I also had to remember to code switch. So I know people mm. say code switch here in, in, you know, here in the U.S., you're code switching, right? When you're at work or in certain places, um, even with the way you speak, but there's also code switching when you go back home to Nigeria. Personally, for me, you're also, I can, I can switch the way I talk. So I have my American accent. I'm not faking it. This is how I speak. It comes naturally to me, but when you're talking to someone, I find that they don't understand you and they treat you very differently. So I tend to like get more razz. I don't know how to explain it with like my voice and like, you know, have the Nigerian accent and like make the A's more, and the O's. The A. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, ahaba now, like all those different things, but you still sound different because there's still that hint of the American accent. Right, right, And right. this is like, and now you can also separate it. There are people who know you live outside the country and the people who don't know that you live, but you're still different. People can spot somebody 
right from the airport if you're different. There's just a certain, I, I don't know what it is. I, right? I, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not like dressing lavishly and like wearing designer wear. No, like, no right? It's the energy about you. It's the same thing like being yes. in Jamaica. Like, we all black, but you know that I'm different and I know that you're different. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. Um, and there's just that big, you know, it, 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 like you said, it's just that energy that you carry. I, like I said, I'm not putting it on my face that I'm not even bringing out my passport, right? You know, when I'm in the country, like I'm not bringing it on my face, but they can hear it. And to me, it's two things, right? You get the people who um, are excited for you. They want to hear all about what you're doing, um, who are just like, oh, like, what are you doing? And then, you know, just different things like that. We're just really, we're really well-vested and interested in your lifestyle and everything. Like, what is it like to be in the U.S.? You argue politics. You talk about all the different things that are going on. And there are the other people who are coming to you because they think you have something. And there's just the saying that we say um, in Nigeria, is like people think that in America, money grows on trees. And people who come back, have just like billions of dollars sitting in their account they're ready to spend, right? And I try to explain people, I have a nine to five. Like I work, like I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I thank God for that. But like there are bills that people got, like people have to pay. Like it's, it's, it's not easy to live in the U.S. It's, it's not all rainbows. And then add the extra layer of the fact that Vivian travels four to five times internationally a year. Right, people also have to understand the things like cheap flights, and I think that's another thing that drove me to want to share more about how I travel. Is like, hey, I'm going to give you all the details. I do not travel business class. Hey, would I love it? Absolutely, right. But I'm not buying a business class ticket. Like, I'm flying coach. There's nothing wrong with flying coach. I'm getting cheap flights. I'm flying on points because I want to show you guys that traveling is easily accessible. Obviously, with the right passport. But like, you know, there's also like, if you want to travel with your Nigerian passport, there are ways to there are ways to get around. There are visa fee free countries. But not to like, you know, go off on a tangent. But like, right. I'm treated differently everywhere I go. It doesn't matter, you know, who it's like. You said it's that energy. It's the way I speak, and even with that code switching, they still know you're different. They still treat you very differently. Um, and it's, I don't know, I don't, it's, it's sad because you, you want to belong, but you don't really belong. Even when I went back from Argentina, when I, I was what, almost 11 years old, when I went back to Nigeria, Nigeria from Argentina, I felt different. I was Nigerian, but I was still different. I wasn't, as far as they were concerned, I wasn't fully Nigerian. So you're never really fully something right but i still claim nigeria because values morals i learned all of that like right from like 11 to the age of 17 17 was i 16 whatever but like that um, age gap or whatever um those formative years was those years where i was maturing right boyfriends Mm-hmm. You know, you make those bad decisions, those good decisions. <laughs> you're in grades. You're figuring out what you want to do in your life. You're, you know, being a great child. You're being a terrible child. Like all these different things. Um, those are my formative years. That's why I say, like, I I ride for Nigeria all day, every day. But the sad truth is, people don't see me as fully Nigerian because, as far as they're concerned, I haven't lived through the Nigerian experience because there's still that privilege um, of being American as well. You know. You have the choice yeah. where a lot of people don't. Exactly. Privilege. Exactly. Exactly. So how, how exactly. do you handle that inside yourself? 
wanting to belong, not feeling like you fully belong, but claiming a place <laughs> because it infused a lot of your mm-hmm. your lens that you see the world through. How do you how do you manage it? How do you feel I... whole? How do you feel fulfilled? <laughs> how do you feel that belonging? I can't tell you that I have. You know, I I can't, I am not going to sit here and lie and like create this big spiel. Like I have figured out that I'm whole. I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't think I figured it out. I don't know when I'm going to figure it out, but I think the one thing, one thing I'm planning towards and the reason why I keep telling people like, Hey, I'm going to grow this into a side business, but I do like by you know, my current position is I definitely want to give back to the country. I think, and, and not necessarily like give back to the country so people can see like, oh, she's giving back to Nigeria. No, like I want to give back so that like, this is the country that I feel the most like affected by, that I feel the most love towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in the health field, um, going and starting a new job in health consultancy and one day hoping to work or contribute like my skills and, and my knowledge and, you know, the Nigerian healthcare system, I really want to help build and help address any issues, any gaps in their healthcare system. That's my way of giving back. I'm, I'm hustling here in the U.S. and learning everything I can so that one day I can go back. And I think maybe eventually that's what's going to make me whole. But at this current moment, I think I'm still striving to figure it out. Um, and hopefully when I get to that stage where I can fully give back to the continent, where I can fully give back to my country, like maybe that's where it'll all come full circle. And regardless of my past experiences, regardless of how I'm seen or I'm viewed, like I want people to know, like, like I said, this is, this is a country that I love and it's the country I'm giving back to. Um, yeah. Cause it's the country that made me, hey, both my parents are Nigerians. Like Nigeria is in me regardless through and through. I think that's really important to recognize the uh, that there is not a monolith. There are so many other Nigerians that are just like you who will and do feel just like you. Yeah, exactly. But you're just not meeting them yet, perhaps. And perhaps mm-hmm. because there hasn't been an in, intention or like mm-hmm. even an idea about that. But you might find more community there. Yeah. They are people who identify and maybe they're second generation, but they didn't, they have a love for it, but they just didn't have the full experience in country like that. But exactly. you, you, you might, you might find more kinship there. Mm-hmm. And also I was reading about on your website, how you talk about uh, traveling with the man you travel with him and you said you did not make your your website a couple project because you believe that it's important for a person to have to pursue a project that is uniquely yours yeah and um that is an extension and expression of your specific gift so he takes the photos but you you get to really dive in and do all the things that you want to do. And you also yeah. travel quite a bit. Therefore, yeah. you also travel quite a bit with him. And you you have also traveled with friends. I yeah. saw 
a post that you wrote just discussing like not how not to break up, how to <laughs> how to travel with your friends and still remain friends with them after during and after the trip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which oh, is real. Mm. So you yes. have some really good tips in there, but I noticed that um it doesn't seem like you solo travel. No. Yeah. I have never solo traveled. I've never. And um, <laughs> that's very interesting because this whole year, I think the way we're like, the talk has been about solo travel. Maybe it's because like I immersed myself more in the traveling space and travel blogging space. And I realized, damn, a lot of travels, especially solo female travel. And Mario, one of my very good friends, the Ufoma, Jessica, she's a solo of the year, countries alone. Um, but I her solo travel, and that's something that I tell people. Like I've never ventured out on my own to to travel. I've always traveled either with friends or traveling or to groups. Um, but it's definitely something that has really piqued my interest. Um, that I definitely would want to explore. I actually had a trip. Um, planning out a trip to Madrid <laughs> again. Madrid comes up again yeah. um, in April of this year. I'm so excited, but unfortunately, like we had this big quarterly meeting that was put on my schedule that I had to take care of at work. So unfortunately, I couldn't go anymore. I mean, got my, all my money back and for the stuff that I planned, but it it's just it's been in me. Like it's just been like the Nigerians would say, like gingering me mm-hmm. <laughs> to go. Um, yeah, I've never solo traveled, but it's something I definitely at least want to explore once, um, at least to see if it's something that I would like um, or something I would enjoy. Because um, I've had conversations with people who are like, they've solo traveled and they come back and they're like, oh, that was not for me. I prefer to travel with someone. Um, and then people who are like, again, like the solo travel bloggers are like, look, this is legit. This is me. This is why I like to solo travel. Um, and I kind of wrote that blog post because I've found that when you're traveling with friends, a lot of things like, especially when it's like your content creator, like it's great. Like I said, my boyfriend and I, when we travel, like he takes the photos, like, and then he's like, it's kind of like thinking about like the, the director, like the creative director kind of stuff. Like I give him the idea of like what I'm looking for. And it's like, okay, fine. Like, okay, let's stand here. Let's do this. Let's get different shots. Let's take videos, you know, of you walking and stuff like that. So he's, he's getting all of that. It's amazing. But going deeper outside of content creation. When you think about it, I'm a kind of person like I like to, I like to immerse myself into the culture, whether it's food, whether it's dance, whatever it is, um, when I travel to a different country and he's also very different, right? So they're not things, they're things that like he'd like to do and he, I wouldn't like to do. So I'm not a night person. I don't, I don't, not like, not a safety thing at all, but I'm not a night person. I don't go partying. I don't, I don't do clubs. I like to, figure out everything during the day in a country and then maybe like stay out to like 10 o'clock, but like come back to sleep. Right. I'm a <laughs> but he's, he's a, he's a night person. Right. Even after he's like indulged me and walked around with me and seen all the things that I want to see, he would still want to experience nightlife in a country. Right. And there's been occasions when we've like fought and like, good, I cannot do another night, you know, but it really made me realize that like traveling with someone it's also complicated, even if they're your partner. Kind of what sparked the post where I was just like, okay, I've also had experiences. Like I traveled to travel uh, with uh, on a travel noir trip to South Africa. And one thing I loved about it was it gave you one day to do whatever you wanted to do. 
So yeah, you have the group to group to group to group to group, you know, day to day activities, but they give you one day, do whatever you want to do. You want to lounge, you want to sleep all day, do whatever you want to do. We ended up, you know, most of the people in the group actually ended up doing things together, right? We went on a safari, but you know, that could have easily been like taking a step back and saying, okay, fine, you know what? I want to just like lounge by the pool today, or I want to go to a museum today. Um, and I think that can be implemented when you travel with a companion or with a partner, with a, with, with a friend, um, because you really, you're all on the same page when you're traveling. Cause that can, that can get a little dicey. Friendships can be risk, you know, when you travel and you really find out you're not really that compatible outside of seeing, you know, when you stay with each other long-term, um, you know, outside of seeing each other twice a week, three times a week, or out at night at a club on a Friday or at a bar, you know? Absolutely. So that's, that's, that's exactly what I was referencing. Your travel more trip. You said you realized the importance of mm-hmm. time for yourself, but you also said you could have. <laughs> So you said that they gave the day and like most people decided to do the yeah. safari, but like mm-hmm. you did the safari too. Like you didn't. <laughs> I did the safari too because I was just you like, I take wanted the to time the- for yourself. You said you, you realized the importance of it, but you didn't take the time for yeah. yourself. But to be honest, to be honest, like this is me looking back. Oh, and this is why okay, I'm like, okay. well, you know what? I could have actually taken the time for myself and taken a, a day you know, a day to myself and figure things out. Um, but I was like, you know what, why not go on a safari? Because there wasn't a safari on the, um, on the schedule. There also the apartheid museum wasn't on the schedule. And that's another thing I did. A friend and I, on our last day, our flight wasn't leaving until I think around like seven o'clock in the evening. And so everybody was bidding farewell. So, you know, everybody was packed and whatever. So we basically went to, you know, the apartheid museum and we, you know, we did that. Um, and that was something that I wanted to do. And she was like, oh, my flight doesn't leave until 11 o'clock. And I was like, oh, I won't go into the apartheid museum. I was like, would you like to join me? But looking back on it, honestly, I wouldn't actually have changed it because Safari was, it was fun. It was great to be around people. But I do realize why it's important because there was some, I mean, when you're traveling in groups, different personalities come out and as amazing as the people that were on that group trip, there was sometimes where some people, but you know, butted heads and where some things were said of like, okay, we need to take a step back and like figure it out. You know, some personalities came out. So that was a day where people were like, okay, let's do things together. But in a way people could have taken out the time to just like take a step back and just, done their own thing yeah but i look forward to that solo trip post like you said it's not for everyone yes it's not necessarily i i i do not know and this could just be because i don't know enough people but i do not know people Mm -hmm. who've been able to really quote unquote level up in their lives who haven't spent a significant amount of time, whatever that means to who mm-hmm. with themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes the point of travel is to be out of context yes. because we get in these systems when you go to places and you're figuring mm-hmm. things out, you're busy. Mm-hmm. That's just another busyness, especially if you're true. traveling with the intent to share with others. Um, That's very true. Which is less self-reflective, which is less, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, there's direct and indirect and sometimes. Yes. When you make space to just be those things indirectly come to you um, without people pulling on you because that's what happens. Yes. I'm hungry. What you want to do? Yes. <laughs> I want to go here. I really want to do this. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I look forward to seeing me. <laughs> me too. If I may nudge me. you so gently. Hey, it's a lot of hype. It's a lot of hype. And it nudge me. It's going to happen. Okay, okay. It's coming. Maybe Madrid. We'll see. But like, I rescind, I, I rescind okay. that nudge. I rescind it. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's good. Keep nudging because, I mean, it takes a lot of courage. I mean, again, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. I, I mean, other than the fact that, like, I mean, I live, I don't actually live with my boyfriend. I live alone. So, you could technically say, like, Ma'am. on the weekends and I'm on my own, like, there's a lot of self-reflection, but, like, ma'am. it's different. Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, yes. All right. Yes, <laughs> yes, okay. yes. Okay, we're well, doing there's, there's the half hour <laughs> in the bathroom every day. No. Okay. No. Call me out of my call. Me, call me out. Call me out. Call me out. No. no I yes, could just I see you're it. super intellectual. You you will do the mental Olympics. Like I know this <laughs> about you. Oh you know, yes. But okay. Oh, yeah. But actually, I have mm-hmm. a half hour commute every day. So. <laughs> mm, yes. I mean, on that train, and I'm not even driving, so I don't even have to watch the road. That does not. So count. you know, on the- <laughs> no, no, and no, 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 no. Okay, 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 okay. Let's let, we're gonna put this pen, pen to paper and start planning. <laughs> it's gonna be a trip. No, it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Even if it's a weekend, it needs to be a trip. I've been saying yeah. this all year. And I, hey, I took the step. I bought a flight ticket. I did yeah. everything this year. Yeah. So it didn't happen. So 2020, it's gonna happen. It's gotta pick a destination. So anybody who's listening to this, DM me, email me, <laughs> destination ideas where you think is best for a solo traveler. I know I could do the Googles, but hey, I'd rather take suggestions. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to do you gotta this. You got to live by what you serve. You get yes, man. Itinerary. You're going to ask for that. I love it. Oh, yeah. And I look I forward it. to it because you are, you're such a star. Like, you're really brilliant. Um, and Thank with you. More, no, I like, I'm not being paid to say this. <laughs> just, <laughs> just in our short amount of time talking and the research that I've been able to do on you, I could just see that once you are fully rooted in yourself you are going to fly so far so fast because you have everything that you need yeah literally you have everything that that you need you just need a little bit more of you to pull from and once you have that because the thing about saturation is is like sure people have options but there's a real energy attached to businesses and that's why we Mm -hmm. do business with the businesses we do business with exactly sometimes we're trying to save a dime but the things that we pay for the things that we come out of pocket you went with glow because you mm-hmm. saw something about her that she had to offer there exactly. was a, a essence and a spirit that you wanted to give that specific traveler because you could have went with i don't know if onika's uh offering courses uh, there are, there are, i don't know there are plenty of other yeah they are 
Um, yeah. And it was her energy, honestly. It was just yes. like, she's just so like, she's bright in things. And even like with her one-on-one, I told her, I was just like, I, it was like the universe. I was telling her I was on a run listening to podcasts by side, like the side hustle pro podcast. And it was like, mm-hmm. invest in oh, people. I and I've been thinking, love it. It was like something about investing in yourself when you want to start anything, blog, business, anything. And I'd been thinking about Glow's course, but I was like, damn, like, you know, the money to bring it out, like in that full chunk. And I just emailed Glow saying like, hey, I really want to sign up for your course, but I don't, I don't really have like the full funds, like, you know, start bringing it out of my savings. And she responded back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, hold up. What? She was like, look, take your time, you know. There's going to be another opening, you know, when you're ready, it's going to be here. And just that, and then listening to the podcast after her responding to my email, and it was still on my mind, then having dinner with a friend, a fellow traveler, and the first thing that comes out of my, her mouth was like, yeah, blogging is crazy. I was thinking of signing up for Glow's course. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, it was like the universe was just kind of like, it's, this is it. Like, this is it. Like, if you want to invest in yourself, if you want to take your blog, you know, and turn it into a business. Like this is the person you invest with. And just her energy throughout this course, it's just been, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. But you're right. It's, it's all about, it's all about energy. It is. And she's only been able to do that, right? Because mm-hmm. she could have told herself there's plenty of other courses out there. Yes. Babu B, Nomadic Matt, all these other yes. people who have been in the industry for a while. But she didn't. She didn't stop herself. Exactly. And she was able to access more of herself. And that's what I'm saying about you as well. Once you are yes. able to really root in there, you have a lot. There's a lot more. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. Yes, ma'am. I see you. Um, <laughs> so speaking of a lot more, Miss Vivian, you have yes. a trip planned for Bali from the 20th yes. of October to the 27th. Talk about it. Yes. So, I mean... I know a lot of people might have so many opinions for this, but um, I, a lot of people have been messaging me even before I started my blog, like, oh, like, I want to travel with you, I want to travel with you. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Um, and then my boyfriend and I were like, okay, we want to go to, let's go to Bali. Like, I was like, you know, it just seemed like Bali was the wave. And that's one of the things I talked about in one of my previous Instagram posts, like how Instagram has like made travel accessible, but it's also like influence and travels. And Instagram influenced the Bali trip. I was just like, oh, let's go to Bali. So I was just like, we were thinking, and he was like, why don't you make this a group trip? Like, why don't you, people always asking you, like, let's travel together. Um, and I was just like, okay, cool. Um, I will. So I, you know, put it out there, planned it all. Like, I planned it how I would plan my trip, right? Day to day, activity to activity, what we're going to do, um, and stuff like that. And just like also thinking about other people. Um, and launched it and I put it out there. I got two people to sign up and I'm like, oh, that's a lot. And again, that self-sabotage, that self-doubt was huge because this was in the running for a while and got two people to sign up and people were just like, you know, hey, we're so excited to go. And I'm very excited to host people. Again, this is a part of the conversation with Glow was just like, you know, this is also going to make me realize this is also something I would like to do, right? It's always a learning experience in this. I'm used to traveling with my boyfriend. I'm used to traveling with friends, but I'm never used to traveling with strangers, right? Or people that I don't know, people that I just like met on the gram. Um, so 
I'm looking forward to it. It's very exciting. Putting the finishing touches, I'm actually going to um, putting together the like, you know how like when you travel with a travel agency, they send you like day-to-day in paper documents, like all your information and they put all that together. So I'm putting that together to send out to the people who signed up and we're just going to send it out, make it like an official trip and we'll see how it is. So maybe there'll be one in 2020. We don't know. <laughs> But this is all about like, this is all about like building out the brand and really testing the waters and seeing like, you know, and a lot of people might just be like, oh, like, you know, you're, you know, curating trips and you don't even have like up to a thousand followers. And I'm just like, I've been putting out my trips for such a long time, my personal page. And I just started this business page. Right. So a lot of people know me. Right. But then it's now to then bring in that extra, those, that the new audience who to get to know me a little bit more, to get to know the brand, to get to know um, the business aspect of it. And then to get people like, Hey, like come and experience a country. Like, let me show you everything you see on the blog, the day to day, come and experience it with me. You know, let's, let's go do that. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and uh, maybe I'll I'll come back with an update if there's a 2020 trip. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, all you can do is put it out there, see if people pick it up. If they don't, yes, tweak it. Yes. Some sometimes it's not about followership. Like you can get things without having the numbers. Sometimes mm-hmm. exactly. people are real shady. You never really know what's happening online. <laughs> like they just mm-hmm. come find your account every day, but don't actually follow you or like. You know. Yes, I'll be watching your Instagram stories and yeah. don't interact. So yes. you, you never know. But if you see yourself hosting it, have a little bit of confidence, visualizations, I think work really well. Affirmations work really well. How many people do you yes, want? Yes, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're gonna get where you where you want to go if you know where you exactly. want to go. <laughs> if you know where you want to go. Yes, yes, yes. So let me ask you, Vivian, when you do Mm -hmm. explore a new location, how do you like to explore it, please? Mm. Um, Different things. So I like to always start out the first day on my own, right? So I always, before I go, I have, I, you know, have a day-to-day like, okay, what I would like to see, what I would like to do. Um, I have like a rough sketch of like what I'd like to do day to day, but I always like to fr- spend the first day on my own or rather I'm always part of my partner. So with my boyfriend, we just kind of go out, get a feel of the country of the city that we're in. Just kind of go out, eat, walk around, um, you know, talk to locals, take some pictures. Cool. Um, and then I always like, cause I'm always interested in the history of countries that I visit. And the next day is always with a tour guide. So either using Viator or um, Airbnb experiences, get a local tour guide, a private tour for specific places in a country. Because then I think that's the best way to get a little bit more um, history out of the people when they tell you the best things to do or the best places to go or a little bit about their country, like how something was founded. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I don't do museums. I don't, I I don't, I don't know. I, I, to me, I think museums are boring, but I like to like get, like walk around the city. A a good one that comes around was when we went to Cuba. And I I spent the first day 
Um, so not this when we did this year, but the first time I went around, the first day we spent just kind of exploring, walking around, ate at restaurants, talked to people, and I speak Spanish. So being able to converse, you know, have conversations with the locals, like that was fun. Like I'm staring at me like, how do you know our language, right? Um, and just like talking to them. And then the next day was we did the a full day tour with the local you know, went through, you know, the classic car tour, went to different places, went to a peak point, like where we could see like the view of the city and then went through old Havana, um, gave us, you know, some history, um, about the port, about Malecon. Um, and then we ended the day at a restaurant. It was apparently some, a restaurant that was frequented by Beyonce. I think it's like La Moneda Cubana. And, um, that's what I like to do. And then after that tour time, I like to then take a little bit more time to myself again. Um, I don't like heavily toured um, um, trips in a way. Like I like to like get a feel, get a local, talk a little bit, get some history, um, get a feel of the place, and then get a feel of the place again and walk around again and do some things myself. Um, and I understand some places it's hard to do that. Um, because some places you have like kind of no idea or you need to go with someone. Um, but that, that's how I like to do it. So I'm a little bit 50% myself, 50% with a local or like a tour guide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, would you please share with the good people <laughs> your self-care practices? Oh, so this is all about self-care. But number one thing I tell people, sleep. <laughs> people don't realize how much sleep is important. I'm the kind of person, I take naps. Um, I take naps during the day. <laughs> like quick lunchtime, I use 30 minutes at work to take naps. But I make sure I get at least eight hours of sleep every night, seven to eight, six if like the night is very busy for me. Um, but other than sleep, Something that I always do, I'm, I run, but like, I'm a big workout person. I am always a morning workout person. The reason why I tell people I work out in the morning is because the world is asleep, in my opinion. There are people who are working out as well in the morning <laughs> and their cars as well. So not everybody's asleep, but to me, it's like, a lot of them hoes <laughs> Oh yeah. But yeah, like the, the city for the most part is asleep at five o'clock in the morning. So I wake up at four, right? The city's asleep at by five and you know, by five I go out for that run, but it's like, it's a way for me to clear my mind. Um, you know, I'm focusing on something else. I'm focusing on my breathing, focusing on my strides, but it's like, it removes, it's like, um, just helps me clear my mind, helps me plan my day on my runs, um, helps me kind of get through. If I'm feeling anxious about something, it helps me get through it. Um, so that's like a very big part of my self-care routine. So other than even running is working out in the morning. I work out six times a week. I'm not saying everybody should do that, but that's that's me. I need to get sweating. I need to get moving. I just, my brain needs to feel, my name needs to be disciplined. Um, to just like get my body moving, get my body churning. That's gets my mind rolling. Um, and an early start to the day, day to the day is important to me. Um, so I can then just like start things early and move on. Other things is like, I get my manicure and pedicure done every three weeks, but I don't really see that as self care because like, that's just something that like I tell myself I have to do. I can be walking around with like busted nails 
or your feet be looking scruffy? No, you got to get it done. Um, but I get monthly massages. I think that's another thing. More because like, obviously as a runner, you need to make sure you're getting that deep tissue to like loosen out your muscles and like get that lactic acid out. But monthly massages, definitely, even when I'm not running, if I'm not in a training cycle, that's important to me. So sleep, workout, massages. Those are my, the sleep is the most important. Sleep will have you glowing like nothing else. And drink your water. Stay hydrated, people. Stay hydrated. <laughs> You got to keep that body toy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, 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 yes. I look like Jada Pinkett Smith's mama. I got you. Oof, I'm about, mm, mm-mm. Hey, I'm a vision board in my head. 30 <laughs> years from now, that kind of looks snatched. Nobody but, can tell you anything. But with that said, like, people are like, self-care is not many petties and massage. But, like, self-care absolutely is that, too. It, if you don't feel yourself, if you don't feel yes. like you're presenting yourself, it's just like walking around in raggedy clothes. Like, I'm not going to feel yeah. really spunky, you know? Exactly. Clothes, if you, and it does, it's not about high end fashion, blah, blah, blah. If you walk around in something that makes you feel good, mm-hmm. feeding yourself from the inside out. So I think that many petties are nice. It makes you feel like you are ready you're taking care you are taking care of yourself for yourself because that that, that actually takes time yeah i mean i always tell people and i I don't know how people take it when i tell people because i always get this thing i mean i work in a clinic right in um, in a family medicine apartment clinic and i'm always coming in dressed up and people always look at me like why are you always dressed up and i'm like if i look good i feel good Mm mm-hmm Right. I'm walking into the office. I look, I feel good. I feel good about myself. I'm ready to like conquer the day. You know, um, that's just, I've always been that way. You said that your, your travel, you're not like a jogging pants kind of girl. You like to wear. No. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) You like to wear. I don't mean like, I don't, no shade to those who. No. No shade to those who do like to wear. My bad. Let me let me take that no back because that's been very shady. Like I was judging people. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm but, not. You but never no, know. But it's because <laughs> you're saying no. I could never personally for myself. Yeah. Um. I'm not. I'm not a sweatpants. Um. I like to be comfortable. So this is a big thing. And I tell people I'm actually going to put out a post on like what I like the the types of things I wear and like how I get ready for uh, like a long trip or a long flight. Um, but yeah, I like to look nice. Um, I like to look nice, but I also like to be comfortable. So it's like, how do you look nice and be comfortable? Um, like athleisure would, right? That still looks cheap, but it doesn't look like you're wearing workout clothes. And my favorite brand, you know, obviously it's not sponsored, please sponsor me, is Lululemon. <laughs> Lululemon has... Sponsor me if you guys listen to this podcast, you know, Lululemon. Hey, I, I always wear your office and commute, <laughs> and commute travel wear, but they have amazing stuff. It's so comfortable, but different colors, you look amazing, right? And then pair with a nice jacket, you're, and it doesn't rumple. Oh my God. I wish like I could, you know, by the time this airs, the episode will be out so people can check out the links, but I like to look good. Always in white sneakers um, and like, hey. you know, ankle soft, you know, that white sneakers is more clean. 
you look clean. You look put together with your travel outfit. It's all a travel outfit. It's all a fit. Even down to the luggage. Away. Hey, if y'all listening to me, away. Away travel. Oh, oh, love them. But yeah, I like to look chic and put together when I travel. But I don't wear jeans. Um, but I always wear like at least at wear um, like a nice tank top and a nice like jacket that is all put together when I travel. So I'm still comfortable, right? But I don't look like a bum walking through the airport. You know, <laughs> never know who you're gonna meet. Like, what if I meet Oprah? What if I meet Barack Obama and I take a picture? What if you or like Oprah. Michelle, okay, right? You know what? Oh, yo, let me hear. Oh my god. <laughs> mm. That would be who I don't even know if I would be able to speak. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh. Girl, let me add that to my vision board now. What would you do with me, Oprah? Because you, you need to be you need to be ready. You gotta you gotta get ready to stay ready. Or is it stay All ready? Right. ready? I don't even know. Stay Whatever ready, that is. So you don't have to get it. <laughs> yes, girl, stay ready. So you gotta <laughs> Are any of your self-care practices particularly grounding? Hmm. Grounding in what sense? Like, just like... Grounding is just like, it helps you to come back from yourself. It keeps you from being taken under by the chaos of the world and how overwhelming (laughs) life can be. Sleep. Okay. Sleep. Legit. Like, I tell people when I'm overwhelmed... I don't know what I was going through, but that's over. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I cannot count how many times I've been ang- like anxious about something or just like so overwhelmed that I'm just like, okay, 30 minutes. Like if I'm at home, 30 minutes, I just like shut my eyes and I wake up. Not that the problem isn't still there, but like my mind is just fresh enough to be able to think through it. Mm-hmm you know, and to be able to tackle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I was telling people, I mean, running is great too, but like, yo, if you're like running and panting and like breathing, like no, they're like, yeah, other parts, like you're thinking it's probably grounding, but it's grounding you to be like, oh my God, I'm out of shape. But I was like, you know, something else, but like sleep, sleep is, is the number one. I tell I, people are like, what do you, what do you do? Like, are you just like a, a, a bear? Like you just, you just sleep forever. I'm like, look, Sleep is the most essential thing. It helps me clear my mind. It helps me just wake up, just feel like, okay, fine. I'm ready to tackle whatever the problem is. Um, it takes me away from whatever it is that I'm dealing with. And I wake up with a fresh mind and ready to just tackle it. And sometimes, which is so weird, sometimes I dream and then I, I dream about the problem and solve the problem in my dreams. And I wake up and I'm like, okay, that's a solution. It's so weird. That's but, right. Hey. Y'all always sleeping on sleep? You better not. <laughs> sleep is essential. All y'all that say you get four hours of sleep, mm-mm. your brain needs to be functioning. That's another thing. When you don't get sleep, people don't realize that when you don't get enough sleep, you're not functioning at the level that you're supposed to be. Like your your brain is still stressed, your body is still stre- stressed, your muscles, your you know your your body isn't well rested. But you do it at tackle whatever problems or whatever you have ahead for the day. Mm-hmm. So sleep is important, people. <laughs> um, okay. So we did talk a little bit before, and you said you're not really a music head and not really into mm-hmm. poetry. Uh, but you said that you have a quote that you would like to share that speaks to you. 
Yes. And it was a quote that I listened to a long time. It's basically, it's amazing how far you're willing to go when someone believes in you. Um, and it really kind of stopped me dead in the tracks because it just speaks volumes to a lot of what my, a lot of like how like personally, and even like with this, with this brand with the VO guide has been through is just like, there's been a lot of self-doubt and self-sabotage that even that one act of faith that someone has in you, like pushing you forward and telling you like, look, I know you can do it. Whether it was even from my boyfriend or like from a really good friend, um, being able to push you forward, like someone, someone's belief in you is important and, and it's important to like propel you and push you further into really actually realizing, um, your potential sometimes. I know a lot of people talk about self, you know, believing yourself. You need to also believe yourself and believe in yourself first to be able to move forward. But you can have that belief that you can do something, but your self-doubt and self-doubt can even be more empowering over that belief that it just takes that one person to believe in your potential for you to actually see it start and then realize that, oh, I, I do have the potential to do this. And it's, it's, it's happened to me, you know, especially with this blog and, and, and this brand. It's happened to me. So that that is, is would you say that that's been part of a key? It seems like you've had a lot of support, but mm-hmm. this um, approach specifically has kind of helped you to move into what it is that you really want to do. Like that yes. has helped you to take action. Yeah, it, it helps me. And, and not, like I said, not putting it out there, like I don't have, you know, I'm, I'm not self-reliant or like, I don't believe in myself, but a lot of the support that I've received from people, especially in the travel space, like perfect example, um, which I'm actually going to be posting about this week and today is, um, um, Diu Fama. She's very, you know, platform is ever growing. She's an amazing travel blogger, solo travel blogger as well. She put me, she'd been hounding me since I went on, on a trip to Morocco with her. She's been hounding me it's like, oh, so when is travel blog starting? So when are you going to start a travel blog? And I'm like, girl, <laughs> if you don't leave me alone. Mm. So she's like, every time we talk, she's just like, so when are you starting this? I'm like, uh, I thought we, you know, got on the phone to talk about something else. Um, but on, in October, seriously, oh my God. In October, she, I went to India. I went to travel to India with my boyfriend. And she was like, oh my God, you're in India. And I was sharing this on my personal um, page. I was just like, oh, hey, we're in India. And she was like, take over my stories for a day. I was like, wait, what? No, like, no, like what? No, too much pressure. Like, what do you mean? I was like, no, like, hell no, 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 we're not going to do this. She was like, no, live, breathe, (laughs) take over my stories for a day. She was like, put together. She like sent me information, like um, all the information. So she like, just put together your story. She was like, just be free. Just share whatever you want to share. And so I shared my first day in India, all the different tours that we did on day one. And so much response and some people are like oh my god this is so cool i want to go to india blah 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 and that you know that act of faith like that push that she gave me and she believes like look just you can do this like you share your trips on a regular like share it on this platform um maybe me you know like you know what actually we're we're going to start this blog. We're, we're going to actually start this. I mean hey we didn't launch until like august of this year but it, it, it that 
belief that she had in me and that faith and that the platform she gave me to be able to share my travels what made me realize I actually like doing this. Um, and I'm happy that even if it's one person that it's helping and one person it's encouraging to go to India, like, hey, like, this is nice. This is fun. I like this. So, yeah. Love it. And <laughs> congratulations on launching. I don't think we have taken a moment to Thank celebrate. <laughs> which is also important, I believe. So, okay. Yeah. Good time. Doing my awesome. little dance. Yes. Doing <laughs> my little dance. Yes. Thank you. No, thank you. It's been very exciting. Um, this is like promoting. And the one thing like I, I'm realizing, and of course, even after launching, there's just so much you're learning, you know, mm-hmm. then creating that, like the content calendar and keeping yourself consistent, especially like having a nine mm-hmm. to five. Um, and you know, your, your whole life is not revolved around traveling. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's still a lot I'm learning, but again, like people would just say, Viv, just start and Vivian started, like it's out there, it's out there in the world. So <laughs> just waiting for it to grow. Yeah. Also, can you please share with the good listeners how they can support your work? Oh yeah. Um, use it <laughs> to be honest use it. Um, use the itineraries, um, use a pre-travel checklist, um, and leave a comment. Let me know if it was uh, beneficial to you. Let me know if it was helpful to you. I think that's the biggest thing is I think support to me is like if, if the, if what I'm putting out there into the world is actually helping someone, that's again, even more encouraging to keep putting it out there. I mean, I'm going to keep putting it out there. It's going to help somebody, but use it, use the itineraries. Um, and let me know if it was helpful. Um, DM me, email me everything. So I'm excited to hear from so many people to see if it was helpful or even like just feedback, like, Hey, it was helpful in this sense, but like, I found that it was easier to do it in this other way. Like I'm always open to feedback, um, on how it could be better. So I think that's the, that's the biggest way I think people can definitely support me. Yeah. So I have share it with your friends and family too. Like share it with everybody. You know, <laughs> someone traveling to Japan, share it with them. Someone traveling to Cuba, share Barbados. Like share it all with them. You know, like it's all out there for you to use. Yeah. Um. So I'll have in your show notes your website. Is there any other okay. platform? Uh, your Instagram, your Twitter. Like, what do you want? How do you want people? Yeah. To with you. Um, find me everywhere. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm going to, I don't know, Pinterest is, I'm going to build a Pinterest, but if you guys want to follow me on there, but it's like really linking you back to my blog and Twitter. So yeah, the blog, the website, um, Pinterest and then Instagram. Yeah. I'm going to be sharing a lot more stories on Instagram. Um, a lot more tips, trying to get more into video work so I think a lot of people are also very visual um so not moving away from pictures but sharing more videos and more helpful um, tips on traveling and how to plan your trips um so I think that's something that I'm going to be working on um towards the rest of the year and then into into 2020 yeah fabulous well thank you again Thank you for having me. This was just so much fun and so enlightening, especially with like the deeper questions. Um, this, that was, that was amazing. That was an amazing talk. Thank you so much, Wanda. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for 
helping other people have a sense of belonging because they can recognize themselves in you and in your story. Yeah. Thank you. You have yourself a gorgeous day. (laughs) Thank you. You too. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm off from work today. So today is just going to be all blog stuff. (laughs) I know those days. A batch day. Exciting. (laughs) Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. That's what it is. That's what we got. But thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to share the episode and share the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. And yes. I will see you out in these internet streets. Yes, girl. Deal, <laughs> you know, nudging. Keep that nudging in for that solo trip. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I know it. I know it. Yes. All right. Well, Thank you. you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.